Hey there, ACC fans. Every single time I try to talk about anything other than realignment, every single time I try to walk away from realignment, it pulls me back in. In the words of Lauren Hill, no matter how far we go, you always seem to let me know if it ain't working. And when I try to walk away, you hurt yourself to make me stay. This is crazy. But we're going to talk about all the craziness that goes along with conference realignment on today's episode of Locked On ACC. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So before we get into it, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LockedOnCollege for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You don't want to take you don't want to take your bird dogs off when you get them. We promise. So, folks, I am I am really, really confused. Or not confused, rather. I'll I'll say this. I am a little bit perplexed by why these talks have picked back up. I guess that's a synonym of confused. I don't know why I put out ACC word there, but I'm, I, I very much so am left scratching my head here because if I am not, if I'm not wrong, the deadline to uh, leave your conference officially formally for the year has already passed, has already passed. And I'm seeing so many different things and conflicting things about this. And so the first place that I want to go with this is I want to kick this thing over to Peter Thamel's, uh, Peter Thamel of ESPN's tweets in reference to uh, what we're seeing from what we're seeing from um, SMU, Cal and Stanford in terms of potentially joining the ACC. So I need y'all to bear with me here while I pull that up. Now, as you can see, uh, the, the tweet here, which I'll read for our listeners who are not on, on YouTube, you need to get on YouTube, but we love you anyway, so we're going to help you out. Sources, the potential additions of Cal, Stanford, and SMU to the ACC are again under serious consideration by the ACC. A small group of ACC presidents met Wednesday morning to discuss financial models that would come with the additions. Now, folks, why is this important? Why is this important, right? Obviously, the talks happened before. And, and if the talks happened before and nothing fruitful came of them last time, why is it important that these things are being brought back up now? Well, as I previously discussed on the show, there was a, a feeling, if you will, around, well, who's going to get what and what money is coming in where and, and who's who's going to do what in terms of um, in terms of these teams making their due and, and getting what they need financially, who's going to make the concessions, who's going to give away some of their cut of the pie to say, Hey, I just want to be here uh, in this conference. And it seems like it started off with just SMU. Then it was SMU and Stanford. Now it's SMU, Stanford and Cal are all allegedly willing to make certain concessions. SMU making the biggest of the concessions in order to join the conference. And so once again, in order to uh, properly display that to you, we're going to go back to the main man, Peter Thamel's uh, tweets here, because he followed up with some tweets about uh, what that would look like as well. So I, I want y'all to bear with me here. I want y'all to fully stay with me. Again, 
if you're on if you're not on YouTube yet, make sure to get it get there. Okay, so you can see these things, but I'm gonna read both tweets out to you anyway. The, there's expected to be a pool of money created from these additions, and the ACC's presidents are discussing how the money will be split. The mechanics of that are still to be worked out, including a performance pool for success initiatives. The concessions are expected from SMU include a willingness to take no broadcast media revenue for the first seven years that they're in the league. Stanford and Cal would both receive the same share, which would be reduced but different in form than SMU's concessions. Folks, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm going to tell you, this is, it's, again, and, and here's the biggest thing. Here's, here's one of the bigger parts of this that I've heard. And this is the part where if this part is nailed down, if this part is nailed down, I think this deal should happen tomorrow. The alleged, and this is being alleged, fully alleged. There were multiple tweets on this from multiple different sources, so I don't want to uh, have to bring out all of those. But there are multiple sources alleging that they would only be added. These three would only be added for football, basketball, and women's basketball. That, to me, would make this a monumentous win. A monumentous win, and no ifs, ands, or buts about that, because you're talking now about three program or three athletic programs that at all these universities, as far as I know, none of them are traveling coach. None of them are 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 having to do. Uh, and and don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I understand that that will still come at the cost of at times basketball teams having to travel in the middle of the week to go to the other side of the countries. I understand. I'm not knocking it. I'm not discounting it. I'm not saying, hey, it means nothing if you're Syracuse to have to go down to uh, Dallas, Texas to play SMU on a Tuesday when you're nearing finals. I'm not saying that that's not a thing. I am not saying that. However, it's much easier than the teams that do have to travel coach, than the teams that do have to, uh, you know, there is no plain private jet waiting on them to say, hey, Come on, we good. You don't have to wait on nobody else. You don't have to, you know, y'all. we know y'all are big people, so we're going to make sure y'all have more than enough leg room. Uh, some of these Jets got little reclining seats and all that where you could actually lean back for real. So I, I'm not, and again, I'm ne I never want to be that guy to ignore the cost. I never want to be that guy to say, all steam ahead at, and, and damn the torpedoes and run the Titanic directly into an iceberg. Never want to be that guy, and I'm not going to be that guy now. However, if it is true that those three teams are the only ones in which these will these uh, schools will be participating, there is no world. There is no world in which this doesn't make sense. There is no world where this doesn't make sense. And here's the other part about that from the ACC's perspective. From those schools' perspective, I could see still where it's like, well, wait a minute. Where are other teams going to go? I understand it. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at all from if you're talking about a, a Cal or a Stanford saying, hey, um, so who's our gymnastics team going to compete? Hey, uh, our baseball team, where, where, who are they going to play? Hey, um, we all have wrestling programs. Uh, where are our wrestlers? Who are our wrestlers going to wrestle? I get it. I understand that. With all due respect, not our problem. If this is the agreement, I, I, and I hate to say that, 
I hate to say it, but it's the truth. It is not the ACC's problem to deal with that if that is going to be the case. If that is going to be the case. And again, I am well aware that that could not be the case. Those those sources could be incorrect because I've seen I'm not going to sit here and play like there's any source that's infallible or or you know that I know this one is is right as rain sure as the sun rises on the east and sets on the west. I love my mama to death. Love mom, I love you. I know you're going to be watching this. I wouldn't trust her as a source 100% and say that there's no way she's wrong. So, with that in mind, um I'm I'm really sitting here and and saying, okay, if that is the scenario, that's the best case scenario. But we're going to talk we're going to talk about bird dogs real quick, pay some bills, and then we're going to come back and talk who's making the concessions or what the concessions would look like and, and who potentially could flip right after a quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Trust me, these things are absolutely amazing. They look good. They have the stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. If you've been hitting the gym, these things are going to show it. And Bird Dogs shorts do the exact same thing as a Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made with a stiff, restricting cotton and all that. But it also stretches in a way that a slimmer fit would without you having to give up much movement. Bird dogs are the place to be, okay? It is very clear that that's where you need to be getting your shorts, your leggings, your all of the things from uh, this summer. Go to birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege or enter promo code lockedoncollege for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege or promo code lockedoncollege for a free white tech hat. You won't want, you won't want to take off your bird dogs we promise you. So, folks, I, I think that it's I think we're very clear at this point in terms of um, in terms of what we're looking at, in terms of what's going on here. But before we get into the, the next phase, I just want to show you all just in case anybody thinks that uh, old crazy Ken is just talking and there's no way that these teams only get added in uh, football, basketball and, and women's basketball. These are writers from reputable uh, news outlets and whatnot. This is Michael Silver from the San Francisco Chronicle. I'm told Cal, Stanford, and SMU are in the process of finalizing a deal to join the ACC in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball. So this is not, Ken is not pulling this out of thin air. Again, Mr. Silver, thank you so very much for the tweet because you're backing me up here to show that I'm I my biggest concern and drawback has always been about the non-revenue sports. Anybody who plays the tape, if you think that I'm lying and, and waffling because I'm now, because I'm, I'm aligning with what the ACC is doing and if they're happy, I'm happy and vice versa, I can tell you this, my checks don't come from the ACC. That's not, that's just not the reality. I have said from the beginning, my biggest concern, my biggest drawback is the individuals and in non-revenue generating sports because they're the ones who would take on the brunt of this, this suffering. Because non-revenue generating sports, not only are we talking about the difference in travel, but we're also talking about the fact that best case scenario, right? Let's look at best case scenario. Best case scenario for football. You go on to become a professional athlete. You do great things for, let's say, the average NFL career is three years, but we're making this best case scenario. So we'll say six years. You get to your second contract. 
if you get two contracts in the NFL, generally, not number one, you're vested, meaning that you get all of the benefits uh, when you retire. But number two, you generally are going to be way ahead in life if you ever like have to work again. Then don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to count anybody else's pockets or shekels or whatever. But by have to work, I mean have to work and be meaningfully employed in order to like live a decent standard of life. If you play six years in the NFL, chances are if you took care of that money wisely, you're not gonna have to. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not not a mandate for you to be out here using a job that requires a degree that's making 80, 90,000 plus a year in order for you to live decent. Same for basketball, right? You play basketball, you do great. You go into the NBA, you play there for, again, best case scenario, two times the average career. You're set. You make it to the NBA and play two times the average career. Heck, you play half in the NBA, half overseas. Generally, you're going to be ahead you're going to be way ahead of most people coming out of this thing. The non-revenue generating sports, the, the reality is the academics is a part of it, but also the ability to build relationships outside of that. Even if you're looking at best case scenario, you're a wrestler and you do extremely well, national champ, when you're top of the top, you go to the Olympics, you're the best thing smoking since Kurt Angle you're still not generally for even for the best looking at, all right, you'll never have to work again. If you do this well for six to seven years, you'll never have to work again. Generally speaking, right. Generally speaking. And I, I know that there are sports like baseball where hey, baseball is getting money out the wazoo. If you can do it well. But my point is we should not, I have always said that we should not act without those folks in mind. And I've always said that that was my biggest drawback. And that was the reason why I was indifferent. That was the reason why I said, hey, if if they're not going to do this, I'm not upset at it. If they do this, I'm not upset at it. Because at the end of the day, that was always the big thing for me. The big thing for me was always, okay, so what's going on with those athletes? Because the the sheer volume of them means that there would be a great number of people affected by this means that there will be a great number of people who lose out on those opportunities to get internships, to build uh, those relationships, to get them in the professional world. Because a lot of them in the professional world is the best case scenario. It, for certain sports, the professional world is a best case scenario and it's baked into it. That's the reality. Don't get me wrong. Being professionally developed and professional development should also be baked into football and basketball and women's basketball. Absolutely. But I'm saying it is already there at a ramped up level for the non-revenue generating sports. And so destroying that ecosystem would have done a lot of harm, would do a lot of harm if that's the case. That's that, and and I, I don't take that back. I don't, I'm not walking back from that and I never will walk back from that because that's the honest to God truth. That is the honest to God truth about the situation. But with that being said, that is what we're looking at right now. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm being sold on in, in pitch right now. If it is a situation with all of the sports involved, that's a little different. And that would send me back to indifference of eh, whichever way you cut it. Eh, I get it. Not going to be happy or upset with either one until I see how it shakes out. And so um, the concessions and let's talk about the concessions for a bit. SMU concessions, no media money for seven years. Crazy. That's 
I mean, again, Dallas and Fort Worth, one of the largest metropolitan areas in America. And I know that SMU hasn't exactly captured and enthralled that market per se, uh, but that is a market that you would have access into. And Lord forbid if they're playing well and, and you know, are making their way into the ACC uh, in stunning fashion and blowing the doors off, all of a sudden you're having some very different questions being asked here. And, and that brings me to my next point of who flips from a no to a yes and why people are saying no. I was told this by a viewer, and this is actually a very good explanation that I had not considered. And I'm, I'll tell y'all, I'll tell y'all when something's for me, when I got the, the divine wisdom from up above, and I'll tell you when the, the wisdom came from somewhere else. Uh, one of our listeners said, I see the potential of Clemson, Clemson, Florida State, NC State, UNC saying no, because for Clemson and Florida State, they already want out of the grant of rights. And their lawyers have looked over this thing and saw that it's ironclad, nothing you can do. But if the ACC adds teams, if the terms are changed in terms of total volume of teams and whatnot, and they voted against it. Now there's there could be some legal footing or grounding to say we are in a deal to which we did not agree and thusly should be allowed to seek full and total release, which blew my mind a little bit. Blew my mind a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Not going to lie to you because I hadn't considered it, right? You don't know what you don't know. All people have blind spots, including me, and I... I didn't consider that. And so with that in mind, I don't think that it would be Clemson or FSU that flips from uh, no to yes, even though somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it if these teams are going to get at it. If, if the ACC is serious about adding these teams, if this deal is going to go through, one of those four has to flip. And granted, no formal vote has been taken. However, these are just the teams that the sources are saying. These are the ones that would say no. So, it's going to be a very interesting time over the next couple of weeks. I We should be talking ball right now. We are less than a week away from kickoff. Less than a week away from somebody strapping those pads on and knocking somebody in a different color jersey and helmet into the middle of next week. Well, that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about, okay? I want to talk about uh, the, the beware the hair uh, NIL deal that, that Aston Gelati has going on. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about uh, a star player from LSU uh, being out in the first game and, and how that affects Florida State's potential chance. That is what I want to talk about. But instead, I'm sitting here and talking to you all about realignment. I promise you, I don't want to do it, but I got to keep you abreast. It's, it's part of my job to keep you informed, baby. That's, that's, that's part of the deal, right? It's eating your vegetables. We got to eat the vegetables so we can grow up big and strong. Right now, I have got to bring you all ACC realignment news because this thing, you know, we heard that it was it was gone. It was it was just past. It was deceased. It was no worry about it. But in the words of Duke Deuce, crunk ain't dead. Crunk ain't dead. Crunk ain't dead. Next thing you know, the, the talks are back up, back ramping up. And now we're hearing all these different stipulations and all these different concessions and all these different which teams are involved, which teams aren't going to be involved and all that. Oh, man, this is what a time. What a time to be alive. What a time to be in the ACC. We're going to wrap this thing up in just a second here.
So, folks, in, in closing this thing out, like I've already talked about, the talks that were once said to be DOA have been resuscitated. They're, they're back. SMU, Cal, Stanford, all on the table. SMU willing to pay out a, a potential 10 to $27 million exit ticket to the AAC. Hey, I ain't mad at you. Seven years, no media rights or no, no media revenue, rather. Hey, if y'all want to do that, I ain't mad at you. You got, you got uh, Cal and Stanford both agreeing to take some deep cut reset, some deep cut concessions. And and the interesting thing about Cal and Stanford taking those deep cut concessions is when you really think about it, part of it doesn't even make sense because they're out of their deal free and clear with the Pac-12. The Pac-12's TV deal is up. They have no bearing, no standing to hold anybody after this season. And so, you know, to, for them to still say, hey, we take concessions to come join, I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're, and then the idea that it could only be the revenue-generating sports, the, the big three, men's basketball, women's basketball, and football, that is exciting to me because now, again, those, those student-athletes will be impacted. They will be impacted. I'm not lying to you all and saying, oh, it's, it's hunky-dory and everything's fine and everything will be okay. The reality is the student-athletes who would have been most impacted, the student-athletes who my heart would go out to the most in terms of expanding the conference all the way to the other coast are left alone and left out of it. And that would be an ideal situation for me because that has always been my concern from the jump, still my concern now. So we'll see how this thing shakes out. We'll see how this thing plays out. By the way, thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode. Um, Nose fans, I want to talk to y'all for a second. I know y'all said that, you know, we, we just hate you on this show. We don't want nothing to do with you. We think you're the scum of the earth. Don't worry. We have two Seminoles representatives coming on for the next two episodes after this one in order to give you what you need in terms of Florida State representation on this show. Because I'm tired of y'all telling me how much we hate you, how much we disrespect you. We don't like you. We don't want you. You're a liar, a cheater, deceiver, heartbreaker. Don't worry. We've got your boys on the way to make sure that y'all feel the love. Thank you all so very much for listening to this episode. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share if you're on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, get on YouTube. Come on. What you waiting on? YouTube is available everywhere. If you're listening to this, you can probably watch me on YouTube, watch me and Candace on YouTube at the same, uh, with the same device. But with that being said, uh, again, even if you are listening through audio only, we still appreciate you. Like, subscribe, share, leave a comment, leave us those five-star reviews, leave us the one-star reviews, leave us everything in between. Thank you all so very much. And folks, till next time.